Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Fanta H., and I am from New Jersey, a recovered compulsive eater. Today is Monday, May 28th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 63, the last paragraph that begins with, next we launched out. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Katie T., the 12 Traditions, Kathy C., and reading the literature today are Allison L., Craig F., and Martha Z. The share ID for Sunday, May 27, 2018, our special edition meeting is 11,466. 11466. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome anyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA Fifth Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Katie T. to read the 12 steps. Uh, This is Katie T., a compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Am I heard? Yes. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
9. They direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And I do want to add a personal note. On uh, step three, I often say God instead of him to myself, and I mistakenly did that today, so that's my amends to the people listening. Thank you very much for letting me be of service this month and reading the 12 steps. I love you all, and I'll pass. And thank you for your service, Kathy T. And now we ask Kathy, I'm sorry, Katie T. Now we ask Kathy T to read the 12 traditions, please. Good morning. This is Kathy C. from Montreal, Canada. I am a compulsive overeater. Uh, The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon all unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought to never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully, fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our primary service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the only name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. I pass. Santa Star One. And thank you very much, Kathy Kay, for the traditions. We'll just continue on here. Our meeting how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. 
This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study in the big book on page... Is that you, Santa? Yes, I'm <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Uh, today we just a little bit of problem with your phone, kind of cutting in and out. You just I don't know if you know that, but just to let you know, so I don't know if you ever dropped or not, but just a little heads yes, up, I but did. I don't know if you need me. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 63, the last paragraph, beginning with next we launched out, one paragraph only. I will ask Allison L. to begin reading. Thank you, Santa. Good morning, this is Allison L. in Ohio. Next, we launched out on a course of vigorous action, the first step of which is a personal house cleaning, which many of us had never attempted. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us. Our liquor was but a symptom, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. All right, good morning again. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. And um, this paragraph speaks to getting started on step four, having come out of making the decision that we were going to um, continue on with the work um, so I was I I was grateful to get to a point where I felt like there was work that I could do. Um, I made you know the conclusion in step one that I'm powerless, and then in step two, you know the conclusion that I was going to come to believe through this work that that there was a power greater than me that could restore me to sanity. And then I made the decision in step three. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue through this work. Um, and so now it gets started, and it's vigorous action. Um, so there's, that tells me it's going to take some energy. I'm going to have to really put myself into it. Um, and I think about it like, you know, if I make a decision that I'm going to clean my tub, the tub's not clean until I get down and I start scrubbing um, and putting um, some effort into it. And that's how I think about this. If I just make the decision, um, I'm not going to be unblocked. Nothing's going to get better in my life until I go about this action. And um, the, it's crucial to make that decision. Um, but the permanent effect comes from beginning this work and it starts at step four here and it's going to unblock me. What if what's blocking me? Um, I, I'm blocked by um, this buildup of human emotion that comes from resentments and from my fears that I've had my whole life. I've never known how to deal with these things. And then the tricky situations about my sex life, um, all these things are blocking me from the sunlight of the spirit, from this power greater than me. Um, leaving me to my own devices to be my own power, which hasn't been working. And so the food was a symptom. My eating was a symptom um, of these issues. And now it's time to get down to these causes and conditions to really delve into the work. And this book gives us specific instructions coming up on how to do this. That's what I was lacking my whole life. I didn't know what was blocking me, and I didn't know how to go about digging, in, uh, digging these things out in a, in a way that was going to be effective to get me in touch with my higher power. And now we have that. It's going to walk us right through and we 
um, go through with a guide. Uh, that's what I did. I had someone guide me. I followed the specific instructions that she gave me and interpreted to me from this book. And that's the skill set that I needed to learn going forward in my life. It's not a one-time thing and then I'm good to go for the rest of my life. No, no, I'm learning how to do this so that I can carry it on the rest of my life because resentments and fears, these things continue to come up for the rest of my life. I just need, in step four, I'm getting out the bulk of what's been blocking me so I can have some access to that higher power and then learn how to continue keeping that power in these, in these vigorous action steps for the rest of my life. Um, and it's worked for me. So I will um, pass with that. And thank you, Allison L. Before I open the floor for shares, um, I just want to have a few requests. I will, as I am writing down names, please call your name once. Uh, we request only the person who is sharing all to be unmuted. That would be helpful for the recording as well as the person sharing. And according to my timer, after three minutes, I will give you a gentle reminder to say pass. So at this time, who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read? Joe B. from Boston. Jackie B. from the Bronx. Nancy B. Lady B. I have Joe, Kathy, Jackie, Nancy, and one more. Katie G from Boston. Gotcha, Katie. Okay, we'll we'll stop right here. And the first person to have lines up is Joe. So Joe, get us started. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Santa. Thank you. And good morning to everyone on the line. Joe M from Minnesota. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which had been blocking us. What is the decision? The decision is to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand God. You know, there's that story that goes around that I've heard for years, that little anecdote for years and years that I've heard in a way. Three, three frogs are on a log. One of them makes a decision to jump. How many are left? And the traditional answer is, well, three, because the frog only made a decision. My answer to that is, two are left. Because if you make a decision, you follow it with action. That's the nature of a decision. If you don't follow it with action, then I don't think it was really a decision. I think it was maybe a resolution. It was maybe a hopeful thinking. But a decision by, that's the nature of a decision, is that it's followed by action. And the action that they're talking about here is step four. They also say our liquor was but a symptom, so we had to get down to causes and conditions. The causes and conditions of what? My mental obsession. Because the mental obsession itself is a symptom. The mental obsession is part of the problem, but it, it's a symptom. So what is the cause and condition? It's the spiritual problem. It's the spiritual disturbance. And step four is the beginning of getting at the root of that spiritual disturbance. The spiritual disturbance has to be resolved. And if the spiritual disturbance is resolved, my mental obsession will be resolved, my mental obsession for the food. So when I came into OA, I thought that my problem was eating. After all... The name of the fellowship is Overeaters Anonymous. Well, I'm a compulsive overeater. That's why I came to you. I didn't know what the nature of my problem was, but then you showed me that the causes and conditions of my problem 
wasn't the overeating, that the overeating is a symptom, and that I had to get down to what was going on inside, my internal environment. And that's what this is going to lead me to. Thank you. I'll pass. And thank you, Joe M. Kathy? Then next we have is Jackie. Is there a Jackie? Star one to unmute. Hi, Jackie. Can I hear? What is it? Yes. Hi, what is the initial of your last name, Jackie? Oh, Jackie B. from the Bronx. Good morning, Jackie B. Thank you, Santa. Thank you, everyone, for your service today. Um, this is... Uh, Plain and simple for me. I have to face what made me want to eat all the time. Even today, when even though I'm recovered today, I still have to face those things. I hate confrontation. I hate having to look at my part of things. But I have to. I have to in order to be able to say, hey, okay, this is what's bothering me. This is what I fear. This is the cause. And this is my part. When I look at that and I put it down on paper, black and white, see that this is what's been all the root of everything, then once I do that, it takes the power away from it. Then with my food plan, with the steps, with calling others, with being part of a a group and telling how I feel, I am free. This This is the start of willingness to be free, willingness not to obsess, willingness not to be in the muck of it all. And that's what I find so important about step four. You know, the first time I tried to do step four, I binged. Doing the step four now or in the past has freed me. Doing my 11th step every day continues to free me. That is the point. The point is I'm willing to change. That's what this step is telling me. Take the action. I'm willing to look at me. Not look at everybody else. Look at me. What is it about the world that is making me crazy and saying, okay, what do I got to do? Because you know what? I want to live in recovery today. That's the point. The point is I no longer want to be that hamster on the spinning wheel. I want to get off. I want to have a destination, a destination of recovery being of service to others, and not being so self-centered and self-manipulative. That's what I don't want to be today. I want to be Jackie, be from the Bronx, who is of service to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Jackie B. Good morning, Nancy. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thanks for letting me share. So um, there's no real warm-up in a launch. And, Excuse me, Nancy? Uh, you know, hello? Is this yes. Nancy? 
Uh, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can you just give me the initial of your last name, please, for the group? Nancy P. from Boston. Thank you. Go right ahead. Um, so there's no real warm-up in a launch, and um, this, wor- this paragraph is filled with, with real action words, vigorous, which is strong, healthy, and fit, um, vital, absolutely necessary, crucial, decisive in the success or failure of something, and strenuous, requiring great effort. So, you know, this part of the steps for me represented just a big obstacle. And thankfully, I had a sponsor who guided me who had already been through it and had recovered. And she took the razor wire and the broken glass away from the top of it. You know, it didn't seem like it was direly impossible the way that it had before. And um, I was able to get through it. without much difficulty. And I've been talking to people lately about it. And I have to say that my experience this time around was that it was not complicated or even difficult as long as I was willing and honest. Those were the two key things. And I have already had already been through the process once before and um, it didn't take. So as long, but I wasn't honest or willing and I didn't put in strenuous effort and it, I didn't treat it as a crucial thing. I did none of that. And I got out of it what I put into it, which was zero. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Nancy P. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Santa. Sorry about that. This is, can you hear me? I sure can. Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And I get concerned because a lot of people will share with me, oh, my gosh, we're on step four. This is so scary. And I guess if you could like consider with me like I never want to clean my toilet right it's it's just a pain but it keeps getting dirty and it and it's disgusting right and but the feeling of having a clean toilet or or clean sheets is phenomenal and you know I I just I know those are like crude examples but um we all come in here, or I came in here wanting to get better, right? And so when I go to the doctor and I want to get better, the doctor asks me my symptoms. But he doesn't treat my symptoms, right? He treats the problem. And my problem, I'm like a goldfish in a school, in a, in a bowl of water. I don't know the exact nature of my wrongs. I don't know the causes and conditions, which are what are driving me, the selfishness, dishonesty, self-centeredness, and fear. I didn't know how to be in relationship with other people. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm learning along the way is I have to school myself. I have to school myself in what, what is wrong with the way that I look at the world. What is, um, what, you know, what about my attitude is selfish? Because, you know what, I don't naturally know that it can be selfish, you know, to, to put myself first, to, um, you know, take care of myself. I, I don't know things like that. And I have to learn. And how do I learn? By going to the doctor, right, talking about my symptoms and learning about the exact nature of my wrongs and I have to tell you if you're about to embark this embark upon this for the first time the fourth step can't make you eat you know you you put pen to paper there's no food involved it's really it's not going to make you eat it there's no um yeah are feelings going to come up yeah but who feelings aren't facts they're not going to make you eat and I I always say like or I and I hear people too like I want to get better I want to get better 
All right. Well, in order to get better, we have to go deep. We have to really understand that my way of looking at the world, my mom used to say to me, you know, Katie, the sun, moon, and stars don't revolve around you. Katie, I hope you don't treat all people, talk to all people that way because they're not going to like it. And I didn't understand. And until I had a, a, somebody in who the problem had been solved, educate me. Katie, you can't do this. This is your selfishness. This is your fear. This is why you feel the world is against you. Why? They're not against you. It's your thinking because the main problem is in your thinking. So entire abstinence and going through the steps and getting unblocked, it is revolutionary. It is the best kind of house cleaning ever. And I can't wait to continue um, to follow along with the instructions. And with that, I do pass. And thank you, Katie G. And at this time, I'm asking if everybody would stay muted for just a moment here. Um, then we open the floors again. Um, if you're just joining us, we are in the big book. If everybody would just mute their line, please. Thank you. Uh, if you're just joining us, we are on page 63. Uh, we, we read the last paragraph that begins with, we launched out. One paragraph only is what we're sharing on this morning. And before I open the floors and before you unmute, I just want to say this. Uh, as I am writing down names, please call your name once and request that only the person who was sharing ought to be unmuted. That would be helpful for the recording as well as the person who was sharing. And please state your name in the initial of your last name. Okay, according to my timer, it will be after three minutes that I will give you a gentle reminder to say, to say pass. Now I hear some voices on the line, so you can go right ahead if you want to share. I mean, state your name. Leah D. Leah D. I think I heard Laurel. Who else? Leah D. Lauren D. Lauren D. I have you. Please meet your line. Anyone else? Leah S. Leah D. Leah S. Laura D. Anyone else? Leah D. Leah D. I have you. Um, read your line, please. I have you. You're the first one I got. Gotten. Harlan G. Leah S. And I heard Harlan. Right. Okay. We're going to stop right here. Um, everybody would mute your line so that we can have a quiet study and recording. That would be helpful. Um, now we're going to begin again and opening the floors with Lauren D. And everyone else, please stay muted. Good morning, Lauren. Lauren D., press star one to unmute. We don't hear you. My direction, Leah. Thompson, that's Leah D. Leah? Thank you. We have to have a different system. We can buzz in. Good morning, everyone. Can I be heard? Yes, you can, Leah. Okay, so my name is Leah D. Recovered from Brooklyn. And, you know, when I when I listened to this paragraph and I looked up the word launched, you know, it doesn't say we began, it doesn't say we started, it doesn't say we thought about, it says we launched. 
And when you think about launch, it's catapulted. You're supposed to jump right in. And in 42 years in these rooms, whenever I would read the fourth step, I'd say, oh, well, yeah, right, sure, terrific, yeah, I'm done. And that wasn't launching, that was skimming. And because I skimmed it, that's what I got out of it, nothing. I had a lot of abstinence, but never recovery. And then I got a guide with a flashlight, I love that, a guide with a light. And when I launched into this, I couldn't just do it by myself. I had to have a teacher teach me to find the words. I had to understand what the words meant in order for me to recover, to educate. I had to go to school. I had to be taught. I got a PhD in recovery. I do. I have a PhD today, and that's why I'm not restless, inability, and discontent, because food was but the symptom. What was causing me? What didn't allow me to get through one hour of following a food plan? Why would I start at 9 o'clock in the morning, and by 11 o'clock, I already had a little something extra? And in my mind, the rationale was, what's the big deal? It's only a piece of cheese. That was my rationale, and that's how I live my life. The fourth step is allowed me to come to my real truth. My good friend in the program taught me about two kinds of honesty, learning how to define the real honesty. And when I launch myself into this, and it's a little scary, who's kidding who here? But Joe and Charlie talk about, about certain words and they make it easier. This program works and the reason it works is I don't care. It's done for me what I cannot do for myself. I'm sitting here at 7 o'clock in the morning, my feet are up on a chair, listening to shares and shaking my head. What a gift of God. What a gift that I don't feel fat, full, and nauseous today. I don't feel those things. If you're not there yet, hang in there, make a call, get a guide, and say, show me. Launch. The rocket goes off into space, the ship goes flying, and that's where my recovery is going to be as long as I stay humble and connected. With that, I'll pass and wish you all a great holiday day if you have the day off. And thank you, Leah D. And if I'm correct, I, it's either Leah, I think it's Leah, we have a Leah S. also that wanted to share. Leah S. Yes, okay. um, this this is Leah. Am I on? Good morning, Leah. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone who's doing this service for this meeting. My name is Leah S, and I'm a very grateful recovered compulsive overreader. Um, in this paragraph, they're saying vigorous action, and this is the first step. What is vigorous action? Usually, in my mind, vigorous action means, oh, my God, roll up your sleeves and um, put on your, 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 your jeans and, and we're going to get to work over here, you know, um, or uh, put on your sneakers and, and this is what's going to happen. But in this program, we're telling us that our mind is blocked and our mind has to start doing action. Our mind is going to, uh, going to undergo a profound change. 
what we used to think, what we used to do is no longer going to be. And I am trusting this action. I am trusting that whatever is going to happen in step four, whatever is going to be revealed, I trust that this procedure is going to help me, to cleanse me, to understand that there is a higher power that is maneuvering everything about my life. And I have that capacity to help along. I have that capacity to be able to not only think what is the right thing, but to action, to do what is the right thing. And don't think too much about it. Just get into it because I now trust this process. Whatever is going to be is going to be. I want that tranquility that I hear on on the phone every day. I want the uh, the cravings to stop. I want that anxiety to leave me. I want I, I want to have some peace of mind, and I didn't know how to identify it. So trust the action, and just get into action. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. And thank you, Leah. Leah S. Good morning, Maura. Maura Z. Good morning. Good morning, Santa. Good to hear you, my friend. Maura Z. Recovered in Virginia. By God's grace. They are decisions. Timer. Timer, 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 timer. Though our decision was a vital and crucial step, it could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and to be rid of the things in ourselves which have been blocking us. At once means I don't wait a week or a day or two and think about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do my fourth step, that was, that was something I had to deal with many, many moons ago. How do I want to do it? I was given options. Thank you, dear Lord. I don't have options today when it comes to doing a fourth step. I have clear, direct instructions on how to do a fourth step. Not only were the things in ourselves blocking, not only were these objectionable things blocking me from God, I had through years of being in OA, albeit not recovered, um, identified a great many character defects that I sincerely and truly wanted to be rid of. I didn't like them hanging around. I didn't like the person I was when I behaved in those ways. This was, this was, magic time to me. I'm probably one of the minority that actually looked forward to doing my fourth step because I knew there was stuff that I had to get rid of. There were things that were secrets that I'd held on to that were poisoning my life that there was only one way to get through them, to overcome them, and that was to launch out on a fourth step of discovery. It just, 
this is this is so crucial because if as we're going to learn, you know, we're building a foundation here. So I have to be ready to do this work. And if I have successfully and honestly and thoroughly taken steps one, two, and three, then when I took step three, when I made that decision, I'm not really taking a step, but when I made that decision, when I made it honestly and sincerely, knowing what was to come, saying, okay, God, you have me. I am turning me, all of me, over to you, and I trust that you will now take care of me and protect me from what is about to come. And he has every single time. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Maura Z. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service, Santa. And thank you, excuse me, to Team Monday. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. I wasn't going to go this morning, but when there was lulls in there, I said, I'll jump in. Okay. Um, I love the fact that we have a time frame here. One of the things that unfortunately gets thrown about in, in the fellowship of OA is this waiting and this drawing out of step four. If there's anything I say all the time, it's steps two and 10 are the most underutilized and three and four are the most misunderstood. And we're right in the blood and guts of step four. There's nothing in here about waiting for anything. It says next and it says at once. And what are we doing here? What are we doing here? The same could be said tomorrow when we read the next paragraph, but just for the sake of expediency, we are filling in where we are. You know, if, if I'm going someplace I've never been and I want to look at my map on my phone, the first thing I fill in is where do I want to go? I want to go to a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps. And what is the next piece of information that's crucial to my, to my app on the phone and that is, where am I? What is my starting point? There is nothing in step four that is going to ask me a question that I do not already know the answer to. The two things that are paralyzing about step four is this zeal for perfectionism. I want to do the perfect fourth step. Forget that. God is not going to put my fourth step on his refrigerator. And number two, we're afraid to find out some things because we, we want to keep them in the recesses of our mind, and we don't want to look at them in black and white. This is something that is going to uncover, discover, and discard. We're going to uncover the things that have been driving us irresistibly into the food. We're going to discover the nature of the, of the situation as it is, and we're going to discard those defects of character in six and seven. We're going to discuss them with someone in five and discard them in six and seven and work on keeping them discarded in, the, in 10, 11, and 12 for the rest of our lives. Because food is not the problem. It's the solution to the problem. And these are the things that have been building and rocketing our emotions which have been catapulting us into the food our entire lives. Liquor was but a symptom. Food is but a symptom. Let's just attack the step. 
let's stop thinking and start writing. That's all that's required, and we're going to learn how to do that. I don't need to download any forms. I don't need to buy any concordances. I don't need to buy any pamphlets. The step is as easy as I. Right. And, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Harlan G. And who else would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read? Press star Lisa one to Lisa? This is Larry K. Larry? Anyone else? Well, good morning, Lisa B. Good morning, Santa. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And um, I just felt inspired to share my experience with this step and my continued experience with this step. And I found it very helpful to invite my higher power uh, before I would begin the writing process. And I would pray, God, please show me what is blocking me from you. What are these obstacles that are in the way of uh, my accessing your vital power, this vital power that I am in desperate need of? The other thing I feel led to share on is there are so many special editions that have been helpful to me. And I don't have the date of this one right now in front of me, but it's by Lori C. And it's called How to Do Step 4, The Big Book Way, in just a few weeks. And um, you can type in his name, which is L-A-W-R-I-E, and last initial C is in cat. And uh, you can come up with his name on our special edition section of our website and find that. And that was really helpful to me. The other thing that I have to remember in this program is that permanent recovery is possible. But I don't have to be like the countless many that come in and out and have a relapse. I could stay recovered. And it starts with doing this step, you know, and I love the words of rocketed and launched and, um, you know, it talks about us being rocketed into the fourth dimension. And this is really that start. It's the running, the running jump that I'm going to make like a gymnast, you know, that vaults up in the air and does her work. This is that running jump. And it doesn't have to be done perfectly. And I love that someone shared with me when I was in this work that, Lisa, don't worry. Anything that comes up that you've missed can be done later in a step 10. And that was always so confusing to me, and it may be to you, but it's true. You know, it doesn't have to be done perfectly. And when I put this at the feet of my higher power, you take it, God. Just please show me what are the obstacles in my way. And then trust whatever comes out. And then have a date set with my guide of when this is going to be finished. So I'm not just, you know, walking around in this cesspool of garbage. Um, I need to have a date. And it's a short date. And I can do it precisely the way the big book describes. And I can have permanent recovery by following the specific directions in this book. With that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Lisa B. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Santa. Larry K. recovered this morning. You know, um, we 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 embark on this 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 process. We're in the first action step here. You know, it, it's kind of like we're hoarders, and it, it's it's difficult sometimes to determine whether you know are we a hoarder, or are we just kind of a pack rat? Maybe maybe we're someone who just likes to hang on to things. Well, we can get rid of them if we need to. How do we determine whether or not, you know, we need to see this process through? Well, the main determiner of whether we're a hoarder is if that behavior is just a personal preference or, does it, or is it something 
that has begun to negatively impact our daily functioning. Yeah, I hoarded my resentments, my fears. I held them close. I, I, you know, the harms done to others, the sexual conduct throughout my life. I held tight to those things. I needed to be clear on what those things were. I had to get them down on paper. And the thing about a, a, a hoarder of these things is you don't have, you can't, you don't have to be perfect in taking the inventory. You couldn't be perfect in this process if you tried because you're human. Whatever is, is enslaving me, whatever owns me, I'm going to have a process by which I can get these things down on paper. I got to put pen to paper here. Right. And the form doesn't really matter. Although we, we need to, we need to follow the instructions precisely. Right. I always was a corner cutter. And there's some pretty good instructions in this text. So I had to get these things down on paper. Am I a hoarder of these things? Am I holding these things close? How about if we, if we inventory this stuff, but I keep some of my stuff hidden, from, hidden as, if, as if it's uh, transparent or if it's not transparent. It's transparent to everybody. I don't, you know, some of those things that I'm going to keep you know, in the drawers and I'm going to keep in the closet Maybe I can hang on to some of those things, some of the worst items in stock. No, I need to take inventory of those as well. It's a process. It's an imperfect process, but we embark on it. We launch out on this stuff. Thank God for this process. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Larry Kay. We still have time for two or three more shares. Press start to unmute. Craig, yes. Craig. Vasa O. And one more. Okay. Well, Craig, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Wonderful day. Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay. Um, You know... Um, I, we're getting ready here to, it says we're, we're not just getting ready we're we are ready to launch in this vigorous course of action. And, uh, the, uh, I, I always felt ready. You know, I, I, I hit this point, uh, many times and I felt ready to launch into this vigorous course of action, but there was a few things, you know, there was always a few things that, uh, um, held me back, uh, held me back from going all the way. Uh, you know, it, it's like, um, I, I had certain things that I didn't want to admit to. I had certain things that I didn't want to have to make amends for mostly because they were humiliating. Uh, I, I saw them as humiliating it instead of seeing them as humbling. I saw them as humiliating. You see, my ego was what got in my way. I didn't want to say to somebody, I did this. Because if I said that to somebody, if I wrote it down, then um, it, it would pierce this image I had of myself. And even though I knew I did it and God knew I did it, even though I, I, I carried guilt for it, uh, I had this other persona that I felt like I had to hold up there. You know, they, they say there's uh, 
certain messages that families give their children as they go out uh, of the house, especially their teenagers. And, you know, like your message might have been, don't get in trouble. Uh, my message was, don't make the family look bad. Uh, in other words, it doesn't really matter so much what you do. It's that you don't bring shame to the family. Don't get caught. Uh, in other words, don't don't uh, put yourself in a position where it becomes a public trouble. And and that was kind of the way I I, I lived my life. You know, it was protecting that ego and protecting my uh, my self value that I put on on being able to get away with things that I got away with. I got a thrill out of that. And so, you know, I, I was ready to be fixed. I was ready, I thought, to launch into this course of action because I wanted to be better. I wanted to be different. I wanted to be thin. But I wasn't ready to let go of my ego. And that, and that was the, that, that kept tripping me. And yet this process, this entire process of the steps, is a defla ego deflating process, and, and and it just it took time, it took several dry runs at this, it, in order for me to get to the I, place where that ego, thank you, where that ego had been reduced enough that I could let go and and do this thing for real. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, Craig S. Good morning, Vasa O. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, moderator, for doing service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, after suffering with the food for so long, so many years, I was ready. I really was ready. Uh, I had been always trying to find out the solution, how to put the food down. With everything I did over the years, it just did not work. I always kept on going back. You know, I could I could put it down, but I always picked that up. And I was just so excited. I was so ready to find out what the solution was, you know. And I thought uh, the food was, yeah, the food is a symptom, but I thought that was always my problem. If I could put it down without recovering, so this was without recovery, I thought my life was just going to be wonderful and happy. Well, I did put the food down at times. I, it was happy, but I did not understand that I was struggling with the character traits, and that blocked me. That blocked me from a higher power. So again, I was ready to. I, when I I was ready to make the decision to do step one, two, and three. You know, and uh, it was frightening. It was terrifying to do it, but I did it, and I received that connection with my higher power, and I'm just so grateful for that, and I became abstinent from that night, and then I kept on hearing if I didn't work the steps, especially step four, well, all of them, as they are laid out, I'd go back to the food, and that was my biggest motivation. I didn't want to go back to the food because it was going to kill me, so I said, yeah, I will do it. I'm going to be scared. It's going to be very uncomfortable. And anyways, when I heard cleaning house, I didn't understand the cleaning from the inside of ourselves. I was a compulsive cleaner. My house was the, was the cleanest on the block. The sugar gave me high. I mean, I remember when I would eat that stuff, 
I, it was like a speed for me. I didn't have to take other drugs or anything. I never took a drug. That was my speed. And then there was a letdown. But anyways, uh, I understood that, you know, I, you know, the big book. I thought this is the way I did it. The next we launched, I threw myself into the 12 steps. I just, uh, I said, yeah. I thought I needed to be perfect to find a, a perfect way. I thought they were going to read, read my writing, my spelling. I came from another country. English was my second language. And the person said, don't worry. I'm not going to look at this stuff. This is your step. This is your doing, you know. It doesn't matter if it's spelled wrong or whatever. You know, I thought I had to organize the sentences just perfectly. And I was relieved. You know, I said, oh, well, okay, thank God. Then I'm going to look at it. And it was the most wonderful. We're not there yet. We are coming to it, you know. But I did it by the big book. I'll just wrap it up. I know it's, yeah. Um, Again, I'm so grateful I have found the solution, and I pass. And thank you, Vasa. And thank you to all for allowing me two minutes here to be able to contribute to this study today. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, um, just to give you a little background, I came into a vision for you. The very first OA meeting ever was the day I called in in 2013 at the end of April. And so I am grateful for having such a wonderful foundation of, of this group that I've been able to cultivate and build on to be where I am today and still got a lot of growing to do. But I love what a fellow said, and it really brought my attention on page 63 with the word once and next. And one thing that I have observed in this book is that if they want to get a point over to me, they will repeat it over and over again. So at once and next is basically saying the same thing. And also what I like about this book is that the title of the chapter tells me what it's all about. This is just going to tell me how it works. What is the process that I have to go through? And so by the time I got to this point, my guide and listening to this meeting, how slowly that we go through and thoroughly through each paragraph by paragraph, I have been exhausted up to what I can handle at that moment on the doctor's opinion. So I got a foundation of what is, that food is not my problem, that that it was a solution. So I had to deal with that. And then I went through understanding that there is a solution. And I got to listen before that Bill story, how, how he went through the entire process. So I was able to identify in on that. And then I saw the solution. What, what, what my life could be like if I did what the solution said. So I'm getting all this information plugged into me over and over again that I learned about more about alcoholism where it states what relapse are. And then I understand what the conception of, of, of this power, and that has evolved over years. But at the time, it didn't matter. My guy just said, just be willing to just do step, step three. That's all step two is, just be willing to do step three. So then after that, I said, okay, I'm going to make a decision because today I call it spiritual resources. Step three to me today, which was far, far different than it was back in 2014, is that I am willing today to connect to spiritual resources which means that I am, my image is that I'm on a plane and I'm about to jump. And if I think too long, I'm going to, I'm going to change my mind. So I, if I make a decision to jump, 
the spiritual, the spiritual energy in me is so high, I jump. I go. And then once I let go, what happens is, is out of my hand. And that's where I get to the end of the chapter, and I wrap it up by saying, I mean, at the end of the steps where I begin to evolve and learn, as I do today and understand, that I have learned that it's a shift in thinking that I cannot handle outcomes. And I have to let go of my personal ego, my false power, and tie into spiritual resources that is greater than my finite self. So thank you all for the opportunity to contribute, and I want to thank those who shared this morning, Joe M., Jackie B., Nancy P., Katie G., Leah D., Leah S., Maura G., Harlan G., Lisa B., Larry K., Craig P., and Vasa O. Please join us for the second hour of unrecorded. Please join us for this, a second hour of unrecorded. Second, a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing of this of this meeting. The share ID for today, Monday, May twenty eighth, at seven a.m. meeting. I apologize, I didn't get it off my text. One moment, let me get that for you all. The share ID for today is 11467. That's 11,467 of today's meeting that just that, that we are on right now. Um, where am I? Okay, we will close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Craig F. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.